And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. Welcome into Back to the Futures here on Odyssey and the BetQL Network. Find us right here every Sunday and throughout the week, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Lucy Burge, thrilled to be joined by our friend Gabe Ramirez. Brandon Sprague will be back next week, but very happy to have Gabe alongside this evening. What a week it has been. This weekend alone had everything, Gabe. Game, game sevens galore in the NBA, the NHL. Four game sevens just today. A Shohei Otani milestone as he hit his 100th home run. The Reds had a no-hitter but still lost the game to the Pirates, one to nothing. The Mets lost their first series of the season, which was to the Mariners. After an impressive comeback attempt, they were the last team in the league not to have lost the series. But we should start with the Celtics-Bucks finishing Game 7 as that just wrapped up. The Celtics defeated Giannis and the Bucks, and we'll move on to the Eastern Conference Finals to face the Miami Heat. I could not be happier about this, Gabe. It's the reason why I'm on the show today, because you needed <laughs> someone to just kind of, you know, deflect everything off of. You know, you're the Boston person here. You know, you're, you're, you're gloating. You're feeling good. You called oh. the victory. And it's like, oh, I'm, seven, I'm really baby. here as fluff. I'm here as fluff. <laughs> Lucy, I'm just here to, you know, just, you know, make this a little bit more, more lively, but it's really about you. We, I, it's my job to immediately throw it back on you. You are as excited as anyone else. I want to know your initial thoughts on the game. Did you even think that they were going to win going into it? And how did you feel at the very end? So this is interesting because I did have Celtics in seven at the beginning of the series, because that's what you have to do. You have to say, okay, Celtics in seven. I want a seven game series game seven, the best two words in all of sports. So you want that for sure. And I want the Celtics to win, put the two together. But did I actually think they could do this? Yes. And no, I was worried. I was concerned. I would say I was very concerned because you think about the nets. They just beat the nets who are kind of a joke of a team, of course. And everyone said, okay, now the Celtics are facing a real team in the Bucks and Giannis, who is the second coming of Shaq, who is one of the greatest NBA players to ever walk the face of the earth. And you're going up against him and you look at him as like a brick wall of sorts. How you can't get past this. You can't pass Giannis. He's literally and figuratively like he is all muscle. This guy, you even see him. I was saying this before the show, sitting on the bench, his shoulders take up the seats next to him, his, he is unreal. The muscle, the, the, just as a person, he's fantastic. He has got the best attitude about playing in the NBA. So you want to root for him as well, which is tough, but you think about this Celtics team, are they tough enough? Can they do it? Are they talented enough? Can they, can they keep it up for seven games of this series to beat the bucks and outlast them? And they did, which I of course predicted, but was still shocked all the same when it actually happened. And not only did they beat them, but they blew them out, blew them out of the water. Giannis Crazy. coming, walking to the bench at the end of this game, looked as defeated as he ever has by these, this Celtics team. This Celtics team that at the beginning of this season, or earlier this season, saying people saying the Jays can't play together, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they are on unmatched but they're just all over the place they are chaos they look like they have never played together before they look like they just met each other on the way to the game and now look at them they could possibly win the championship the celtics could this on win the championship this season 
unreal. You know, I'm, only, it's unreal. I'm only believing that because you actually predicted this victory on Twitter and said Celts and seven. So that's why I'm not going to take you lightly when you make that statement. But I think the interesting part about this series, Lucy, is the fact that, you know, you're right. I mean, Giannis didn't have uh, Chris Middleton, someone that could have been his 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 uh, Robin to his Batman. But I mean, the Celts did it their way, right? Tough defense. Let's not forget the Milwaukee Bucks stole, so to speak, two games from the Boston Celtics late in. Let's not forget Boston. So this could this this series could have went five, right? Had yeah. Boston not snuck out those games, and I think any Boston purist would point to those two games and say, "Hey, man, we should have won this a lot sooner." So. When they go up against the obviously Miami Heat is going to be tough, but just spe specifically speaking about this game, I mean there were so many things that happened, right? I mean you look at the three point shooting of the Milwaukee Bucks, horrific, right? No Grayson Allen, Bobby Portis got a couple in, but you know Drew Holiday zero for six, Brooke Lopez one for six. I mean those are you know you, you just expect a little bit more from those guys, and, and, and then defensively, it was a poor performance. And I and I, I look I look at when I watched the game to me it was I look specifically at the third quarter, right? I mean obviously. Milwaukee came out early, hot, went in the first quarter, 26 to 20. But in the third quarter, from the six and a half minute mark to about the three minute mark, there was only one bucket made for Milwaukee, and that was by Bobby Portis. Three and a half minutes, when you're down that going into the second half, you should have a little spark in your heart. You're the team that just won the, the, the NBA championship. You should understand that the third quarter of that game is going to be integral. And so the fact that they didn't come out in that moment really stood out to me. And then your boy, Grant Williams. I mean, jeez. And it's not just on the offensive end. Not just on the offensive no. end. He had two blocks, five fouls, so you know he was playing tough defense. So, I mean, it's on both sides of the ball, but it, it, an unexpected hero. But glad it, it, it speaks to the values of the Boston Celtics because they are, in fact, a team. Top exactly. to bottom, without Robert Williams, there's guys that can kill you day in and day out. And that's something that definitely that you guys got going for you. Exactly. And it's like, don't look now. Grant Williams had 27 points in this game. Jason Tatum finished with 23 points. He's only 19. Have you heard that? Okay. So do you know this joke, Gabe? It's kind it's a Boston thing, I think, but I don't know uh -oh. if people outside know it, that Jason Tatum, he's only 19. This, the, like the say the little jokey saying like, oh, he's only 19. It just kind of started years ago. Okay. And it's, it's kind of widespread. So I tweeted today, this is Jason Tatum's fourth career game seven, and he's only 19. And wow. I mean, it, it got enough likes. We'll let's say like a thousand likes or so. So I figured people understand this joke. I know that there are people that understand this joke, but the number of responses I got that are like, no, he's 24. Actually, he's 24. Do you not know math? Do you, you know, maybe in 2008, you don't know anything. You're not a real fan. And I went through it. I liked all those tweets because I know enough people know that this joke is real and that this the people got the joke. And people are, were like, oh, the joke went over your head to the other people. And the other people were like, what's the joke? Anyway, it was it was an interesting little part of this it's game for me. Thing. because Yeah, yeah. But enough you know? people understood it. So I, well, and whenever Jason Tatum scored one of his 23 points in this game, I thought of that tweet and I was like, he's only 19. He's only 19, this kid. This is crazy. Al Horford, six points. Jalen Brown, 19. But Giannis only had 25 points in this game. And I say only 25 points because Giannis always scores more. I mean, he scores like 50 points a game. So this is the, the Bucks fell apart. And as uh, Zach reminded me here, the Celtics were plus 4,000 to win the finals before the season started. They are now plus 220 
to win the finals behind the Warriors at this moment as a Suns Mavericks tips off tonight. But yeah, that's where they are right now. And this is a team that just came from behind. Nobody expected this to happen, except for me, because I predicted Celtics in seven, but a, a bunch of other people did too. A lot of people were like, you know what? I have faith in the Celtics to do this. I can see this happening. And to those people, I give you a ton of credit because look at where they are right now. They are yeah. the Eastern Conference Finals, your Boston Celtics people. Still a ton of work to do, right? But something to be proud of nonetheless. When you look at the team going into the second half of the season, like most teams, and regardless of what sport you're talking about, there are some that get hot after the All-Star break, but they don't necessarily keep that fire burning at, at the, such an intensity that can take them into the championship of their respective sport. And the Boston Celtics were able to do just that. I mean, no one's a believer because they didn't do it all season. No one's a believer because these guys weren't playing well at a particular point. And so when you're looking at where they're at right now and what they're able to accomplish, I mean, but but to, to be a realist, right? Because if you're going to be the Boston celebrator, I'll be the Boston hater, right? Yes, so please. You're, Love you're it. right. You did go up against a Brooklyn Nets team that was underperforming, wasn't necessarily deep, hadn't played a lot of games together. And then you go up against the Milwaukee team, right? They had to technically reinvent themselves in re real time because one of their best scorers, Chris Middleton, wasn't in the game. Giannis, you mentioned, 10 for 26 from the field. It was because he, he had a lot of pressure on his shoulders in order to, to, so he was taking a lot of these bad shots. So the Celts, not that they've had an easy road because you've played two Hall of Famers in, in Kevin Durant and Giannis Antetokounmpo, but going into this Miami series, it's going to be difficult. Miami plays phenomenal defense, better than the Milwaukee Bucks. They also um, have great three-point shooting, Tyler Harrow, Gabe Vincent, and even Jimmy Buckets. You saw it when they were playing last year in game six. You know, he, he's shooting threes out of nowhere, right? So, and then when you need that clutch bucket, as you always do in these NBA playoffs, they do have a guy in Jimmy Butler, former Chicago Bull, that is going to play to that level. And and so so that's what scares me. I mean, maybe it might be the fact that, you know, they've underperformed in the beginning of the season. I'm talking about the Boston Celtics. And, you know, they, they played hard as late, so I don't believe it. But it's going to be hard. It's going to be a tough test. It might be Celtics and seven again. Is that what you're telling me, Lucy? Oh, of course. Right away. As soon as that buzzer, that buzzer sounded Celtics and seven against the heat, 1000%. And the thing that gives me hope, yes, there's some fear involved in this because like you said, the heat are better in many areas than the bucks, but that's what they said about the bucks when they finished yeah. off the nets, the bucks are better. Watch out because the bucks are better. And the Celtics right, tell me are what they do real. better than. Tell me, tell me what, what are the Celtics going to, why are the Celtics going to win? So the Celtics, I always say there's a lot to be said for confidence and the Celtics have plenty of that coming into this series and they're going to Miami, everybody, the, the Pitbull's home state of wherever. And this is the, the Pitbull capital of the world. And I think the Celtics, Mr. 305 and the Celtics are going to go down there and they're going to say, you know what? We are a real team and they are going to continue their world tour, Mr. Worldwide tour of we are a real team tour to show everybody that yes Giannis held that team up on his broad beautiful shoulders but this is the Celtics team that can defeat that and can get through Giannis and they are probably looking at like wow we actually did that we can go down to Miami and we can play Miami and and absolutely just crush this team too and every team they will face is better than the last and they have faced every challenge met every challenge head-on and they're they're here to do it. Celtics and seven is plus five hundred in this series. Yeah. So I I like those odds. There's a there is value there.
there is a ton of value there. 100%. I mean, no one is, is necessarily handing the Eastern Conference Championship to the Miami Heat, right? I mean, no one expected them to be there at this place. Even though they finished the season first, you know, top of the Eastern Conference, you just weren't necessarily sure if they were going to put it together. I mean, think about the bubble Miami Heat. Essentially yeah. the same players that are there, you know, battling it out. And no one really thought that they were the true Eastern Conference champion. They chalked a lot of it up to injuries and such, but it's going to be a great series. I think that's the number one part. I mean, the first thing you got to ask yourself is who's going to guard Tatum? Is it going to be Jimmy Butler? Is he going to guard Tatum or is he going to guard Jalen Brown? You know, and then allow or, you know, or allow someone else to guard Tatum and then have Bam kind of be that floating defenseman that can stop the drive to the hole. So it's going to be tough, you know, but again, it, the thing is this, Lucy, do you think the Miami Heat are going to shoot as poorly from the three-point line as the Milwaukee Bucks have have over these last few games? You know, that is going to be the difference. And and, and the defense as well. Like, you know, Tatum's going to score 40-something in one or two of these games, right? He's, he's going to go off. That's who he is. That's the kind of guy he is. But can the Boston Celtics as a team, you know, overcome it? You know, Marcus Smart, who is he going to guard? It's just... It makes yes. for a great series. I can't, I can't wait for it. I think Celts in seven paying plus 500. I mean, plus 500. Gee, that's so much. I, I, I love that. So well, you don't want to throw $25 put, on that. Exactly. You put like 20 bucks on, put even five bucks on that. And you get a nice little return there when they finish them off in seven games. Ooh. Look out Miami. Another thing about this game today, Bucks guard. Thank you to, to our producer, Zach Kroll for the Zach attack. Bucks guards, not name holiday, had six points. For two for 17 shooting, zero from 12 from three today. Those are everybody not named Drew Holiday. That yeah. is, it's just insane how the Celtics just shut this team down and they were so defeated. And it's just, I, I was very worried even this morning. It felt like a Super Bowl Sunday that the Patriots were in because you, you're waiting for this game. You're not waiting as long all day for Sunday night, but you are right. waiting all day for Sunday afternoon. And you're like, okay, how is this game going to go? The start of the game is going to tell how the rest of, I mean, it's momentum building is very important here. And the Celtics kind of from the start kept up with the Bucs. I did not see them blowing out the Bucs like this. Like I, I did. That's why I did not take Celtics uh, minus five because I thought this would be a closer game than it was. Yeah. And they certainly covered that spread. My I, God. Easily, easily. And I'll tell you this, now that I'm thinking about the game, the teams that are left, Lucy, Celtics Warriors would be a phenomenal NBA championship, a lot of scoring, oh you know, some really high quality guys and some of the best talent that the NBA has. And so seeing a team that hasn't won it yet, right. With the makeup of who they have, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and then looking at a team that's won their fair share of championships in the past with the golden state warriors, that'll make for a great storyline. And you know, the NBA loves great storylines. Exactly. Inject a warrior Celtics finals championship into my veins coming up. On this show tonight, we have Luke Pergandy from Prop Swap. We will talk to him coming up just next. Um, we'll talk to him about a lot of things, the NFL, NBA, NHL, a lot of Game 7s going on. Like I said at the top of the show, there are a lot of Game 7s happening. There's a lot going on betting-wise, and I want to know from him, ticket-wise, what he's seeing, who's buying, who's selling. We will talk to him Coming up next, do not miss it. Stick around right here on Back to the Futures here on Odyssey and the BeckQL Network. It's Quinn Mayo. Download the free Odyssey app to
Start your day with a daily tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on The Bet. Presented by BetMGM. Everyone usually starts off on the microphone. They sound fine. But your microphone of all the microphones that are used on this show, probably the one who hates mornings the most. Right. My microphone is like the Albert Pujols of this show. A little creaky, but once he gets things going, and always good against lefties. Yeah, that's a Hall of Fame microphone. The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network. America's home for wagertainment. I'm Listening Daily, brought to you by Genomind. Here's Michael Phelps on finding change within yourself. I can say as an athlete, you know, I think we're supposed to be these big macho men. You know, that's part of what makes us who we are. So so we compartmentalize that and we stuff it away and we don't talk about it. It's not healthy to, to carry something like that through life. And, you know, in, in, in 2014, I just came to the point where I was sick and tired of carrying it through my life. And, and I wanted to find change. And, and, and that really, I guess, for me, forced me to become vulnerable. You know, for me, that was just something that I was looking forward to. I was looking forward to finding that vulnerability because I wanted to see change. I wanted to see what else I could go, you know, what else I could do to help me. I'm Listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind mental health map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your mental health map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. What's up, everybody? Nick Costos here from You Better You Bet on BetQL. We've got you covered with all our favorite bets for that night on the Power Hour, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. We go in-depth on all of the betting angles, side, total, player props, and more. And don't forget, guys, we've got wagertainment. Giannis has reached a new level. This is Greek on Greek crime. I'm Greek. I want to love him. But, like, come on, man. You're going to do that routine with the flexing? That's the Power Hour on You Better You Bet Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern on BetQL. I'm Listening Daily, brought to you by Genomind. Here's licensed therapist Dr. Chris Donahue on dealing with insomnia. Sleep is going to be one of the most important ways and one of the best ways to actually boost your immune system. Sleep has a really important component that helps us drop cortisol levels, which is one of the most powerfully destructive stress hormones, and helps us boost and helps our immune system simmer down and calm down. So we really do want to be taking our sleep patterns seriously. If you're feeling as though you're worrying and stress is spiking before you fall asleep, there's a lot of things we can do, such as really engaging in fun, humorous, joyful conversation. I myself have been doing gratitude lists. That's a really good way to kind of set the tone to fall asleep and to be able to stay asleep. I'm Listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind mental health map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your mental health map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. We are back here on Back to the Futures. Lucy Burge here joined by Gabe Ramirez. We are waiting on Luke Pregandi. Hopefully he joins us in a bit. But this has been a huge week for many reasons. NBA, MLB, a lot happening there. NHL, I was just saying I can't believe how many Game 7s there are just today, but this weekend in general. But this week, huge week for the NFL. Oddly enough, the NFL always seems to steal the show. Schedule releases. This is a main event for many NFL fans, and it's it's not my favorite thing 
but my the actual matchups and everything people there are people that predict this down they take each team and they say okay this team is predicting who's going it's like march madness brackets who's going to play which team this week and what's the advantage where's the bye week for the steelers when are the patriots playing the you know those types of things there are people that that guess these down to a t and a lot of people who celebrated that they got them right my absolute jam when it comes to schedule releases is the videos that each team puts out for the release because they get very creative in many instances, but in some, not so much. I don't know if you saw these videos, but Gabe, do you like NFL schedule releases? Is it something that you look forward to or do you not care? I got to be honest. I the only reason I look forward to it, Lucy, is because my family and I, we take a road trip every year to go watch the Chicago Bears play. So ah. we can't wait for the release so that that way we could then say to ourselves, this is the stadium that we're going to go to. We've been doing it for like over a decade. And I think most people, if you're anticipating that, I mean, you already know who you're playing. So if you wanted to go ahead and predict your schedule or your final record for your favorite team, you can go ahead and do that. But I think it does go to the casual fan that does love to tailgate and does love to travel with their team. I think that's not that's something that's not talked about enough, right? When you look at some of these teams that travel well, Right. You're talking about teams like the Chicago Bears, the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants. And so those people, it is, you know, it is important for them to look at these schedules like I'm going to the Bears Cowboys game. It's going to be October 30th, right around nice. Halloween. So, oh, yeah, so I mean, all Hallows Eve. I mean, how sick is that? Right. You get to go That's do amazing. something like that. But but overall, yeah, it's just it's, it's a lot of me. I know I see the Bears play the Patriots this year. Yeah. That's something. I mean, that's why I, I mean, I look forward to the Patriots schedule release, of course, to see who they're playing Buccaneers too. Could I mean, you never know if it's Brady's final season. So who is he playing before he becomes an analyst, which we will also get into, but True. schedule release videos are just, it's like a film festival of sorts because each team, you can go to each team's Twitter account and find the videos. There are so many of them, but a couple of them stood out for good and bad reasons. So you had the chargers video, which took the cake. I think it was the anime one where they took shots at each team and the Jaguars, they had a anime of urban Meyer leaning up against a bar and uh, the form of a Jaguar. And I was like, no, you didn't No, yeah. you didn't. You guys, they got no, is... they got no shade, no shame. They no. do whatever they want. I mean, I, I, I think it's kind of lame. I'm like, who are oh, you totally. doing that moment? You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. I, I get, you gotta do, you gotta do whatever can get you, get you to that place. Do you think, I'm curious to get your opinion on this. Do you think the Patriots are going to regress this season? Do you feel like they played be they played above, you know, what people thought last year and they might come back down to reality? Or do you, as a fan, think that they're going to build on what they started last year? I think Such a good question. <laughs> I mean, the reason, the reason I asked that, right, is because if you look at Mac Jones, they had a, a – fairly easy schedule throughout the season. I think a lot of people didn't necessarily account for that going into the playoffs. The Patriots, like most people out there, felt like they were going to make a deep run. But if you looked at the schedule, you saw that they were playing teams that were below 500, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, like the New York Football Jets. So, I mean, when I think about the 2022 New England Patriots and I ask myself, who are they going to be? Obviously, sitting atop um, the AFC East, they're in a position where they're going to be playing some of those top-tier teams. So again, I asked that question wholeheartedly, like who, who are these Patriots going to be? Because if it's if you're asking me, I'm telling you right now, the Patriots are going to regress a little bit. I think Mac Jones is going to be under a microscope. 
defenses are going to be preparing for him, understanding what they can get from a guy like Mac Jones. And they're not going to think that it's going to be Patriots versus Bills every single game where they're going to run the ball 50-something times in order to take that. Um, and then when you look at my team, I mean, like I mentioned, the Patriots are going to be playing the Chicago Bears. And I know we got a lot of Bears fans out there, and a lot of people think that, you know, maybe not necessarily they'll do well, Lucy, but I don't know. I feel like the Bears can pull off like six or seven victories if they just try. Exactly. I cannot tell you how angry I am at my Wi-Fi today. I am having some trouble with it, but it's today and every day. And I'm just, yes. Well, thank you, Gabe. I'm so sorry about that. I am back, hopefully, for the remainder of the show. Ah, just so angry at my Wi-Fi. But yes, um, no. So the Patriots schedule, I don't even know where I left off. I am honestly don't worry, don't worry. showing. Look, look, look. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. It's, a good deep. it's 2022. Wi-Fi yeah. crashes on people. Work. People are well, doing Zooms. People are working from home. This is a, you're not dealing with anything that everybody else hasn't dealt with at some point. So we're not even worried about that. All right. You come Thank back you, in Gabe. like a school operator. Biggest, biggest convictions are Wi-Fi and phone service should be absolutely pristine in 2022. That's they what it should be. be. But if, if I did not have other issues with my, my service provider, <laughs> then I wouldn't be this angry, but it is just something else. So schedule release a video but i just want to get into the patriots one because this blew my mind a little bit because i was a little bit surprised but a little bit not by what they did was what they did was they had ernie adams just in front of a whiteboard going through what the the schedule would be and he was just like okay game one against miami it's gonna be hot and i'm like wait did belichick just like the night before think oh yeah we have to do this video is ernie adams awake like and he just did it from his house like send it to us when you're done. Like that was That's a little very, like it's very it's very Bill Belichick esque, right? Exactly. So it not, was not on brand. Damn. He just don't really <laughs> care. It's super on brand. That's perfect. Yes. Uh, isn't it funny how people just crave for NFL information regardless of what it is? It's like, tell me the schedule, tell me what's happening, give me something that I can talk about NFL related because we can't wait for the season to start. Ah, neither can I. There's some very interesting changes to the the schedule as a whole, where we have a lot of games on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So usually the NBA owns Christmas Day when it comes to sports broadcasting. And now the NFL is absolutely demolishing every viewer the NBA had that day. How do you feel about, I think it's 11 games on Christmas Eve, NFL, just NFL games and games on Christmas Day. Are you going to be sitting there watching all of these games on Christmas Day or is it NBA for you? I think, you know, what's interesting is that over the last couple of seasons with COVID, even people's interest in the NBA has wavered until after Christmas. Whereas in the years of LeBron's prime or Jordan in his prime in the late 90s and in 2000, I mean, people were more interested in that Christmas Day game because it was kind of the passing of the torch for television. And you understood. But with the NFL pushing their season back into February, you know, it, it just they need to hold on to it in the months of December and the NBA, they should look to pushing their season back a little bit later and not starting in, in October. And maybe they might benefit from that. But to me, it really doesn't matter. Lucy, I'm a fan. I got multiple TVs in the house. It don't matter. I'm watching here. I'm watching up here. I'm watching on my phone. As long as I can gamble on these games, I don't care how many is on. It just, just makes more money for us. 
ultimately See, that is the way to go see this is who's going to benefit from this is the companies who make tvs toshiba and and all the samsung and all of those everybody's i gotta get more tvs myself because this is going to be a long season if it's going to be a lot of games on christmas day christmas eve all of that stuff i have i'm looking forward to it because the more the better of course but it is interesting how the nba is going to feel about this and the viewership when those numbers come out is also going to be interesting but some interesting week one little notes about the way the schedule pans out with the opening game bills at rams the bills are favored by one point in this game so you've got matthew stafford and josh allen going up against each other i think this is gonna be a great one to open up this season yeah i think I think if you're trying to really make some money and you're looking at the psyche of this game, you got to take the Buffalo Bills. You know there's such thing as a Super Bowl hangover. And you understand the Rams, after winning one, don't necessarily care about week one as much as the Buffalo Bills do, who are trying to establish themselves as a dominant team in the AFC. This is a statement game coming into the season at week one. They have a lot of their same players coming back. Josh Allen ready to prove that he's, you know, part of the upper echelon of quarterbacks in the NFL. So if you're looking to make some money, I mean, to get the bills, you're not going to get them too often throughout the season at minus 110. Rams also, for that matter. But again, if you're looking into the psyche of this game, Lucy, you got to be saying to yourself, I think I might take Josh Allen in an effective offense, you know, uh, on a team that really is still reeling from the fact that they lost in the playoffs last year, as opposed to an L.A. Rams team that doesn't have an Odell Beckham that, you know, already won. And, and, And again, you just can't understand what it does to your psyche when you win. When you go into the next season, the reason why you have that hangover is because you say to yourself, well, I want it and I got to do this again. And then you're like, wait. And that's when you start to realize the NFL, you can say the NFL is a business all you want, but the moment you truly realize it is after you win a Super Bowl, because you understand you got to go back to training camp. You got to start all over again. And a lot of people don't care that you won the year before. So that's going to be the interesting part for the Rams to see if they can keep that fire um, along with Sean McVay and the rest of their team. Exactly. It is always, what have you done for me lately? Doesn't matter what you even did in your very last game. Could it have been a Super Bowl that you won? If you don't start off hot the next season, so what? Whatever you did for me lately. And and that's why I look at Josh Allen always. Now I think of Josh Allen as dominance. And I would take the bills here too, because it's Josh Allen. And he's always, they're always favored to do everything. So Josh Allen, for sure. We also have Pats at Dolphins. Dolphins minus two and a half here. The Patriots start off their season not as favorites, which again is now the new era of Belichick without Brady, which now isn't so new anymore. First of all, how relieved must Belichick have been when he heard Brady was retiring? I don't know what he actually knew or what he didn't or what was real or what wasn't, but he was like, okay, good. Now I can just run my my ship my way. I don't have to worry about that, like a shadow behind me all the time, just on my shoulders. And then Brady's like, oh, no, I'm not retiring. So now Belichick's like, okay, great. Now I, I have to focus in a different way now. As Ernie Adams said in the schedule release video, you know what Miami means? It's going to be hot. So I don't know if I would take the Dolphins here because I just don't know what the Patriots are going to look like. I might take the Dolphins minus two and a half to open up the season. When 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 your Wi-Fi crashed out, I was Mm. poo-pooing on your Patriots and saying how I felt Mac Jones was going to regress a little bit. (laughs) He was going to regress a little bit. And I genuinely feel that Tua, if you've watched him play over the last few seasons, when he drops back in the pocket, he's ready to get rid of the ball quickly. And I think with the downfield threat and Tyreek Hill, it's really going to change. 
And I think that he's going to be more willing to let that ball go, really show off his arm strength. I mean, obviously, he was drafted by a major league baseball team. I believe it was the Oakland A's. So, you know, they know what he can do with his arm, and he just has an opportunity to showcase it with Tyreek Hill. And so I really feel like their offense is going to be a bit more dynamic. I feel like him having another year under his belt, Miami's going to be good. And let's not forget, the defense performed really well last year also. So I, I can see where, you know, there was a little bit of overhype with the New England Patriots last year with a weak schedule. Going into week one, I could see Tua really trying to prove himself. He'll be healthy. It won't be the middle of the season, so you don't have to worry about injuries or anything like that. So I could see I could see where that would be uh, the case as well. Let me ask you this, Lucy. I'm, I'm looking at a lot of the over-unders for week one, and the mm-hmm. majority of them are in the 40s, low 40s, outside of Patriot, or excuse me, outside of Buffalo and the Rams. Are you a believer of week one, there's less defense and more offense because teams are primed and so scoring will be high? Or are you a firm believer in defenses are, you know, healthy and gonna and offenses are still learning playbooks and such and, and the scoring might be low? I like the unders on the first games of the season just for that reason, shaking off the rust. And even though there's training camp, even though there's lots of you're you're ready for the season, basically, there's a lot of in-game stuff that a lot of players maybe they don't they haven't played together before. They haven't run this play this way against this opponent before. So I like the unders a lot in the first couple games of the season for sure. I think for the Patriots too, but yes, no, I, I like the unders. <laughs> what do yeah. you generally do? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I typically like the unders because I agree with you in that sense. The offenses are just not rolling, but 42, like a lot of these, I mean, you're looking at the Saints Falcons, 42, Niners, Bears, 42. That one I could see. Browns, yeah. Panthers, 42, Steelers, Bengals, 45, Jags, Commanders, 40, 44. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like in this, this new age NFL, where scoring is obviously they want that it's a premium and, and, and the league wants it. it. It draws more eyes. So I don't know. I, I feel like it might go over. I don't know. I don't know. It's too early. Oh, well, Juicy. It's too much it's pressure so on me right now. It is so early. It's fun to speculate, but I do wonder if those numbers will change quite a bit as mm-hmm. the, the season gets closer, because we, as I thought about today, it's not even summer yet. Like we have a long way to go before I'm like, oh my God, I'm just like, it's not even summer. We have all summer to enjoy warm weather and football speculation. What will Brady be like as a broadcaster, which we will get into next because I have a lot of thoughts on this and him in the booth as Drew Brees announced today that or was reported today that he is reportedly leaving NBC as an analyst. So Brady has a little creating a little niche for himself there. And coming up, we will discuss that. We will get into some MLB happenings around the league, which there is a lot happening in the MLB and some NHL because there's a lot happening there too, apparently, because again, game seven's galore today, NHL and NBA, a lot coming up next. And we will get into all of it here on Back to the Futures here on Odyssey and the BeckQL Network coming up next. Shelton Messenger here. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the Daily Tip 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern along with BetQL Daily. You better you bet and bet MGM tonight only on the BetQL Network. I'm listening daily. 
Brought to you by Genomind. Here's Michael Phelps on finding change within yourself. I can say as an athlete, you know, I think we're supposed to be these big macho men. You know, that's part of what makes us who we are. So so we compartmentalize that and we stuff it away and we don't talk about it. It's not healthy to, to carry something like that through life. And, you know, in, in, in 2014, I just came to the point where I was sick and tired of carrying it through my life. And, and I wanted to find change. And, and, and that really, I guess, for me, forced me to become vulnerable. You know, for me, that was just something that I was looking looking forward to. I was looking forward to finding that vulnerability because I wanted to see change. I wanted to see what else I could go, you know, what else I could do to help me. I'm Listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind mental health map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your mental health map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. The sports betting world never sleeps, so wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, featuring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. I like Power Rangers Cubs. a lot, a lot of Power Rangers. Oh, I was big, yeah, I was big. I liked uh, the White Ranger and Green Ranger, Tommy, and I was in love with the Pink Ranger, one of the first I loves of my life. I on Bumble with Tommy. Really? Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like the, the guy like, that played yes. Tommy with like the ponytail? The no, 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 no. Who's the other one? Who's the other one? Who's the black ranger? Wait a minute. Oh, that was Zach. Zach. I yeah, match, Zach. I match, I match with uh, Jason Zach. was the red. I matched with the black ranger. Take that. You left after like the second season. Yeah, but you know which one. It was the OG one with that yeah. little flat top. You met on Bumble. You matched Wait, on Bumble with the still, Power Ranger? Does he still like go by being like the black power? Like, has he done anything since? He didn't put in his bio. You also may know No, you just know. No, you just know it's him. Oh, that's why you, did you ever go on a date with him? Mm-mm. Did you just, did you talk to him? I just wanted to know if I was going to match with the, with the Ranger. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. It's BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. If the three of us were playing last night, he couldn't have shot much worse from three. I think I, mean, I could I could make three out of 30, for sure. I mean, no, there's we, no question. No, I, mean, I, I could, think too. We, but if we were open, we might get our shots blocked if we were on the court. I could, no, if they're playing defense on me, I could hit three out of 30. I promise you. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Start your day with a daily tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on The Bet. Presented by BetMGM. Damn straight it's an eight ball, and that's how we're going to judge our bets today. All right, so let's ask the magic eight ball that we bought from a toy store to fade or tail our bet. So eight ball, do we like Nathan Eovaldi over a strikeout prop of five and a half today? Eight ball says, oh. outlook not so good. The daily tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network. America's home for wagertainment. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, Back to the Futures is back here on this Sunday night. Lucy Burge here with Gabe Ramirez, and there's a lot going on. There's Gabe has placing bets all over the place here at the break. This is edge-of-your-seat type stuff with this Suns-Mavs game. And the odds on this, Gabe, what do you have going on over there? Okay, here's the reality. Whenever I do a show with Lucy, I make sure that my account is fully replenished so that that way, whenever I get the itch, I can go ahead and make a bet. And right now, the the Mavericks were up at the time, 12. And I said immediately, oh, shout out to Rick, our video producer. He got the Mavs 108 minus 108 during the break, which is like... This is the this is the thing, right, Lucy? You understand this because you place a lot of wagers. 
You yeah. can sit there and do your research on these bets all you want, right? But if you're watching a game live, there's something that the algorithm cannot account for, and that is your actual intelligence and your eyes as you are watching this game. Because the algorithm and the people that are betting, right? There's the casual fans that are saying, oh, there's no way that the Suns are going to lose this. Mavs are the inferior team. So that's one part of it that's bringing down the line to a certain level. And then it's those people that genuinely feel that the Suns are going to win in that, in that, in that space. And so that's when you got to jump on it. And when you see that Lucas smacking shots, when you see Jalen Brunson's hitting, that these guys aren't letting up, that this, this lead that they have is not a byproduct of some luck that they're insinuating, right? And you get to take advantage of these moments. So if you were able to get in at minus 125 or minus one, I'm jealous of Rick, our video producer, 108. at 108. But if you were able and to get already, in right there, yeah, Lucy, it's a 15-point advantage. You're, you're getting a 15-point cushion. It's like Mavs plus 15 right now. It's like, how, how can you not take that at even money when you got Luca wow. playing in the game seven? So shout out to everybody that did that right there, man. Would you yeah, have taken this it? Is or why, would you have been nervous, too nervous? Even right now. I, I would have taken 18. it. Jeez. I see, I would have taken it, but I would have put a I would just put a sprinkle on it. I'm so scared about things like this because every time I have bet on games that have the like the longest odds, like women's basketball, I see if I'm scrolling through just odds and I'm like, oh, this looks good. And it's like it's it, could, it looks like they could win. And I think my Wi-Fi is spotty a bit again but anyway that it is uh that their odds and then i take them i put like 40 bucks on one and the odds are really really like very long yeah. and then they lost every time as soon as i place that bet like a bigger bet and like 40 dollars big to me but every time that happens their luck changes and then they they lose every single yeah. time yeah i mean it's tough i mean when, when, what i learned the other day too lucy is that you're not supposed to say the amount you bet you're supposed to say your units. Somebody told me this. Oh, I, excuse I, me. I, I like to I like to say how much I bet, so everybody knows how invested I am in this game. But people <laughs> are saying, in order to be respectful to the gambling community, you are supposed to say units, so that yeah. that way everybody's unit is then equal in value, and no one feels a certain type of way with that. But I just right. put I put I put twenty shroot bucks on it. I put two fifty on the Stanley. Mavericks. I'll tell you, ah. I put 250 on the Mavericks to win at minus 125 because I wanted to go ahead and make a hundred and something bucks real quick. Oh, hell I got to eat, Lucy. I got to eat during the week. I got babysitters oh. to pay. I got to make this Like Giannis said, he's not going to talk about the refs because it's $20,000 fine if you talk about the refs and he has to pay for diapers. That guy is always thinking finances and I like it. Get that bag, Giannis, and everybody else as you are placing your bets on Suns Mavericks. Again, a game seven tonight, one of many game sevens we have going on this weekend. This is the weekend of game sevens. But we also had some news this week that Tom Brady, this news almost broke the internet, and it wasn't exactly shocking, but but kind of. Tom Brady is going to be an NFL analyst for Fox once he retires. And this deal, I, this is the part that was a little bit shocking. This is a 10-year, $375, $325 million deal over 10 years for Tom Brady to analyze football just for Fox, like he Fox owns this guy now. And this is, they said, once he retires, the caveat here is what if he never retires? That he'll, he'll be, he'll be an analyst. In place forever. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my issue well, with this. Lucy. Yeah. What did you think about this game? It, you know, so my background, I used, I, I was a morning host, um, morning radio at a, a top 40 station. So I'm used to like 
the old the hip hop heads, the Jay Z's, the Lil Wayne's, the Drakes, right? So I'm, I'm, when it comes to music, I'm uh, I could say you know you can trust my opinion on this. Yeah. And you'd always look at these hip hoppers that are in their older age and say, man, dude, get out the way. You're already rich. You're not even talking about the struggle anymore. Like, make you got your money, you got your endorsements. Like, go do something else, right? Give an opportunity for some of these other people to come up in the world. And when I'm looking at Tom Brady, I'm feeling the same exact way. Like, bro, you got so much money. You got money coming out of everywhere, right? It's like the like I don't want to hear you on TV talk about how damn rich you are and how you're 10 million, 10 year, 300. Give me some like mid-level players, you know, guys that are not as great as you are. You're the GOAT. I don't want to, it's like me listening to Michael Jordan call basketball games. Like, bro, go own a team. Go do something else with your time. Go take care of your kids. You and Giselle, go buy a, I don't know, women's soccer team. Go do something other than talking for Fox on NFL football because I think it's just, I, I, I think it's going to be a terrible fit. I don't want to hear Tom Brady. Probably my, He's going to be like, uh, who's the guy with the buff fumble? Damn, I'm, I'm Mark Sanchez. Well, Yes. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear from him and I don't want to hear from Tom Brady. Either one of those guys. Yes. Well, the thing with this is I, I see what you're saying, but I am very excited to see Tom Brady and or to hear Tom Brady analyze games because when he just him on the Manning cast, I was so excited to hear Tom Brady talk X's and O's and breaking this down as someone you watch do it all the time. But as him saying, okay, so when I did this or he's about to do this or he's going to do this, that is fascinating to me. That is like football porn to me, watching Tom Brady break down the X's and O's of things rather than him being like, oh, here I am with Brady brand again and TB12 buy my cookbook. I want to hear him actually break down the games. That is going to be fascinating as the no, greatest Lucy, football no, no, of all time no. game. Tom it Brady is going to be. to be a ghost. Tom Brady needs to be a legend. You need to, you need to yearn. To hear like how you feel right now, I, I, I would love to hear how he would. Yeah. No, those are things the you need to yearn for. You don't need to get it every Sunday on TV. It's going to be then oversaturated. You're not going to feel the same way about Tom Brady anymore. He's not going to be the myth. It's going to be the guy who has corny slogans and, and sayings well, on TV, right? It's not going to be the he, same. It's not going to be Tom Brady the man. He's going to be the corniest broadcaster you've ever heard. I mean, it is going to be so corned up. This guy is going to be for, for sure. But I think this was some kind of compromise between him and Giselle where he Brady was feeling a little bit scared that he's going to be away from football completely when he retires because he's already retirement is clearly on his brain since he announced it or he's not competing in that way anymore. Yeah. didn't say retirement, but now he can say, okay, I'm not playing football. That risk is gone, but I can still be in the game because I'll be at the games for the next 10 years of my life and I can still be in it and I don't have to be with my family all the time because there's got to be some element of that because he, I don't know if, if the fact of sitting on the couch all day is, is setting in with him. But that's what he's going to be doing. No, actually, that's not true. He has Brady brand. He has all these other he everything. He has, he's making these movies. Lucy, so how would you feel? That is how why. would you feel? If that was a significant other, how would you feel if this man has spent his whole damn life playing football? He has the opportunity to retire and spend time with his family. If that was a significant other, how would you feel? Because I know how I would feel. Oh, I'd be a little confused. I'd be like, what's wrong with me? Why don't pissed. you want to spend time with me? Why? Why? Pissed. 
But Giselle also has her, well, actually, so Giselle has her own things going, but she turned down a ton of professional opportunities so that Brady could pursue his career. And now Brady's like, oh, here's 10 more professional opportunities <laughs> I'm going to be involved in. And you can just keep raising the kids and bringing them to school until the day you die. Giselle, that's your life now. So I think, is it selfish? I don't, I don't know what the agreement is between them. But it was a little bit surprising that on because you think, okay, Brady's going to retire in the next couple of years. What he'll have is now he just launched Brady brand. He's making movies. He's got 80 for Brady and his production company coming out, which is, of course, is going to be an Oscar winning film, I believe. And then, and then you have, <laughs> you have TV 12, which is his gold standard brand, his name. So those are just three of the things he's got. He's got his Christopher Clue sunglasses partnership. He's got all these other things going. He needs to he's probably. Lucy. He needs to send me a stimulus check. He got too much money. I mean, I need... He got his stimulus check, TV12. No. You better believe it. And they probably, <laughs> I don't know what they did with it, but interesting they got one. But he also probably has, you know, his, he's writing books, I'm assuming. He's got speaking engagements. He's probably involved in documentary productions about his life. And so this on top of it, and you can say like, oh, it's only like certain weeks of the year. So he's got the rest of the year. But you prep for these things. You've got meetings for these things. This is a job. And so it is a little bit confusing that he, I mean, again, get that bag, Brady. I mean, he's getting paid more than he did in his career to do this, but it's, it's going to, it's going to be an interesting to see if how his ventures pan out as he, as he goes on. We have a little news in the MLB as well. So as the Cincinnati Reds season goes on, it goes on in typical fashion where they threw a, a no hitter today. The, the pirates got no hit by the Reds and the Reds still lost the game. They lost the game one nothing. This is how the red season is going right now. What do you think about this game? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Hunter Green, it's a heartbreaking loss. I mean, especially he's had a tough season, some tough outings. You know, he's given up a ton of earned runs. But to play against the, the lowly, you know, Pittsburgh Pirates in this particular situation and, you know, have close to 10 strikeouts, and, you know, it sucks to be in, to be in that position, right? I mean, I, I know that. Uh, our producer right here, Zach, said, you know, fade or excuse me, uh, our uh, Kendall was saying fade the fade the Reds 2022. I actually won money on them uh, yesterday when they beat the Pirates. Uh, if you're oh, looking you're at their. Yeah, if you were looking at their picture hey. the other day, you did a phenomenal job. But listen, it's 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 got to be heartbreaking, right? You throw a no hitter. Oh I mean, it's like that's like, what do you even yeah, do? You, How do you show up the next day to work knowing that you, you literally get... gave it the best possible outcome that you could create? And then all of a yeah. sudden you can't get a victory. It's tough when you don't get the offense you deserve in spots like that. So as Zach is saying here, Pirates are the first team to win and get no hit since 2008. Only the sixth ever, ever. We are seeing so many things in baseball this season that are the first ever, the sixth ever, the, the whatever ever. Shoei Otani is the first since Babe Ruth to do everything. So there's amazing things happening. Don't sleep on Major League Baseball. I, I absolutely believe that. And I am all in on Major League Baseball over everything, but NBA Finals going on right now, Suns, Mavs. There's so much happening in sports right now. And it was an absolute blast to break it all down with you tonight, Gabe. This was so much fun and there's so much more to come always. And keep it right here on the BetQL Network. Catch us every Sunday night here on Back to the Futures on Odyssey and the BetQL Network, wherever you get your podcast, Gabe. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday night and we'll talk to you all soon.
Ryan Horvath. Download the free Odyssey app to watch and listen to Quentin Mayo, Trista Crick, and me on BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, plus the Daily Tip, BetQL Daily, and You Better You Bet on the BetQL Network.